Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you so much, Gary, and happy Friday to you. Back at you. It is 6.35 on this Friday morning, and I am Karen Michael in for John Reed, and you're listening to News Radio WRVA. And you heard about the lighting with the vice president's husband talking about that Joe Biden is committed to making sure that we eliminate anti-Semitism. I don't know exactly what he's doing, but it's certainly a rise here in the United States, and it's, it's terrible. Joining us this morning, we do have Jordana Miller live from Israel ABC News correspondent. Good morning, Jordana. Good morning. So yesterday was the start of Hanukkah Mm -hmm. in in Israel. Um, I know that that's normally a joyous time. So what is happening in Israel today? Well, I think Hanukkah is, you know, definitely been dampened by the war and the ongoing, uh, the ongoing uh, hostages that are still in in the clutches of Hamas, 138. Uh, you know, it's hard to celebrate at a time like this. And I, I think, you know, there's a feeling that maybe, maybe you know, Hanukkah is about miracles. <laughs> so maybe there'll be some kind of miracle and maybe the talks will renew for a ceasefire or to get some of those hostages out. Um, but, you know, people finding it hard to be joyous um, so they are out, you know, they're lighting the Hanukkiahs, the menorahs, and there's there are events going on across the country. Um, but obviously it is tempered by the war. And what is the latest on the war? Well, there is still intense fighting going on in uh, all throughout the Gaza Strip. These are described as the most intense days of combat since Israel uh, began its ground offensive uh, at the end of October uh, there is intense fighting going on in Khan Yunis, that is the Hamas stronghold in the south, the southern city. Uh, we have, you know, both intense fighting and civilians that are trying to flee uh, to the east and to the west and to the south to get out of uh, the firing line. Uh, there's fighting going on still in central Gaza, in Jabalia, in the Shazaya neighborhood, uh, and in Gaza City. Uh, around that area, Israel has, is pretty much uh, in control of much of Gaza City. Um, and there we saw some of those pictures yesterday coming out of uh, men of fighting age who had uh, surrendered to the Israeli 
Defense Forces, and they were being questioned and um, detained. Uh, not all of them will be arrested or kept, but Israel says they're questioning uh, many men also for intelligence reasons, uh, uh, and that is uh, part of this war as well. So there's a report on Al Jazeera News. I don't know how much to believe this, but it says that at least 17,177 Palestinians were killed in Gaza since October 7th, compared to what they said was Israel, 1,147, which they said was a revised total. Do you know the numbers? Does that sound accurate? Um, Listen, these numbers are coming from the Hamas-run health ministry. Um, Certainly the numbers are high. I mean, if it's not 17,000, if it's 12,000, let's say, or 13 or 14, it's still a very high number, uh, and we are trying to figure out the breakdown between uh, civilians and combatants or men of fighting age, uh, and it looks like at least half are women and children. Um, so, you know, Blinken yesterday really saying that he still feels there's a gap between what he discussed and Israel committed to uh, in this part of the war to protect Gazan life and what he sees on the ground. Uh, and he may be referring to the fact that there's really only one safe zone that Israel has um, defined in Mawazi. Uh, it's just to the west of Khan Yunis, uh, and it may not be big enough, really, or adequate enough. Uh, so we may see Israel actually declare more safe zones uh, or longer periods where there are not where there are areas that won't there won't be any fighting. Those pauses we've seen each day. Uh, so it still appears that, um, you know, Israel needs to take more steps to protect civilian life. And I know you have just a minute left, but there was some talk here in the United States, you just don't know what to believe, that they were going to flood the tunnels. I don't know why they would announce that in advance, but do you know anything about that, and has that happened? So um, there have been images circulating on uh, social media of great, you know, huge tubes that lead from the ocean into, for example, the Al-Shati refugee camp. Uh, And Israel says there's many ways that they could use to destroy uh, tunnels. Uh, And the, actually the chief of the Israeli defense forces, General Herzi Alevi was asked about this and he said, it's a good idea. Uh, You know, there are lots of different ways that we could destroy the tunnels. He didn't really want to say for sure if that's, if that is one of the methods, but it's it's widely believed that Israel will use that method in some of the tunnels uh, where they do not believe any of the hostages are being held. It's believed the hostages are being held either in northern Gaza or in southern Gaza. Jordana Miller, ABC News correspondent live from Jerusalem. We really cannot thank you enough for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. Thanks. So it's really a blessing to have her come on live because she's there. She knows what's going on. We hear so much in the news. Who knows what to believe? And so it is good to hear from her exactly what is happening. And it's just so confusing to even understand how all this is going to play out and where the safe zone is and why wouldn't Hamas go to the safe zone because they don't seem to care about their own citizens. So it seems like they would make their citizens stay where the unsafe zone is and they would go to the safe zone because that seems to be what they do. And I, I said earlier about this article that is on in CNN.com, and I, unfortunately I can't read it on the air because it is so horrific what was discovered 
from people uh, after the Hamas came and terrorized and murdered women and children and babies in Israel and just this out of the blue attack that they out of nowhere come and kill all these people and what they found from what happened to these women what they discovered with their bodies is just horrific and these people out there you know, fighting and protesting on behalf of Hamas, wearing their Palestinian scarves. Why isn't that misappropriation? Are you Palestinian? Is that why you're wearing it? If not, why are you wearing this? It's just like they're dressing up and going and protesting in favor of Hamas, putting you know anti-Israel, anti-Jew graffiti up. You saw those presidents of those Ivy Leagues testify. What a disgrace. What a disc- I'm embarrassed to be a woman to see these women stand up there and incapable of answering the question about whether if you protest, you're, you're announcing the death of Israelis, whether that's wrong on campus. Well, you got to put it on in context is what they said. So what's the context of that exactly? And I'm glad that there is a lawsuit filed against University of Pennsylvania by two Jewish students that was filed earlier this week under Title VI. And the lawsuit says that Jewish students at the University of Pennsylvania are in a hostile environment. And that hostile environment is created by the school. And the school is not doing anything about it. You know for certain, if somebody put graffiti up that said there are only two genders, there would be an investigation the likes of which the FBI would be on site trying to figure out who would have the audacity to put that kind of hate speech up on their campus. You know if somebody put All Lives Matter in graffiti at University of Pennsylvania, there would be riots and protests over such a thing. There would be a mass investigation. Students would be kicked out of school because you certainly could not have that level of hate speech on campus but call for the death of anyone in Israel, call for the elimination of all Israelis, that's okay. You've got to put that in context. And I'm glad that people, and you saw that, they, um, that the president, I think it was of Harvard, one of them, came out with a statement that said she was confused. You're running an Ivy League school and you're confused by a simple question? You're, you're that incapable of answering a question, but you're running an Ivy League school? That's embarrassing. And they had tons of time to prepare, by the way. It's not like they, didn't, they just were called out like a mic was put in front of them and they you know, had to answer a question unexpectedly and there was a lot of noise out there and they couldn't really hear the question and they thought it said X, but they said Y. They prepared. They had a statement. They went before Congress and they were able... They knew exactly the questions that they were going to be asked. The whole topic was anti-Semitism on your campus. You would think that they would come in with some plan of action, some firm message about what they were going to tolerate on their campuses. The question there, they're like, well, we, we don't really know for sure. It's, it's got to look at context. If said directly to somebody, then, oh, that, that's wrong. But if said g- generically, that's not wrong. Yeah, and so your Jewish students are afraid to wear their yarmulkes because they're afraid that they're going to be harmed on your campus. So there's that. 
I'm really glad that they did expose themselves when they were in front of Congress, because now we know. Now there's no question. We saw those presidents testify. There's no question now what their position is. And any outcome other than every single one of them leaves their role is, is the wrong outcome. They, they, the message is they're gone. Let's start new with some fresh leadership, because that's what needs to happen in some of these campuses. Coming up on 646 on this Friday morning, December 8th, 2023, I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed, and you're listening to News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.